from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hi, B. Well, that's a very fancy outfit. Were we supposed to dress up today? No, I wore this gown in honor of one of the historic figures we're going to be discussing. Ah, that does look like something that author Jane Austen would have worn at the beginning of the 19th century. Observing people at parties inspired much of her early writing. Oh, that's not who I'm referencing. This outfit is an homage to our other historical figure for this episode. I'm in this fancy dress because we're having a Lucille ball. B. What? Is it too ostentatious? Get it? Because we're also talking about Jane Austen. Okay, yeah, okay. I get all that. But why do you also have on a skeleton costume? Oh, the costume shop had a two-for-one discount, and you know I can't turn down a deal. Oh, boy, Eric, please play the theme song. Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain Cause it's time to play It's the Who Was Podcast Cause it's time to play the Who Was Podcast Who Was Live from Tongva Land, or so-called SoCal Los Angeles, welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory. I'm B, the announcer who will prat fall directly into your heart. And here's your host, a fan of the silver screen, but a star of the cell phone screen. It's Elliot Kalin! Thank you, B, and welcome everyone to the Who Was podcast. This show, it's like Jeopardy, only with surprise 
surprise guests, silly games, and more puns than are strictly necessary. <laughs> Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes, 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 prizes. Today, we're talking about the writer Jane Austen and the comedic actress Lucille Ball. But first, let's meet our contestants. All right, first up we have Charlie. Charlie, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Charlie and I love to ski. Oh, what kind of skiing? Downhill or cross country? Or uphill? Or uphill. I'm a downhill skier. I like to do a lot of different terrain. Oh, okay, cool. Now, have you ever jumped out of a helicopter and gone downhill skiing? Unfortunately, I have not, but that is on my bucket list. Oh, nice. That would be amazing. I find skiing so scary. I'm very impressed that you're able to do it. And the idea of jumping out of a helicopter, you know what? That might be so scary that it goes all the way back around and becomes not scary again. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll have to wait to find out. Yeah. All right. Well, you can report back to us in the near future. Thank you, Charlie. And here today, we also have Kylie. Kylie, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Kylie, and I really like volleyball. Oh, wow. Okay, now volleyball is... uh, Okay, so Elliot is scared of skiing. Mm -hmm. I am scared of volleyball. So I'm glad that each of you has a sport that you do that terrifies one of us. (laughs) Just anytime we had to do volleyball in gym class, it would always hurt my wrist so much. How do you... How do you get through that? It's just like after a while, your wrist just become numb. You can't feel it anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great, great advice for anything in life. You do it long <laughs> enough, you become numb. Mm-hmm. Too. You know, you, you, you stop, you stop feeling feelings, and you can just get through the volleyball game with no worries whatsoever. Well, that's right. Thank you both so much for joining us and taking time out of your very active athletic schedule. And thank mm-hmm. you to Eric, our musician, for providing that lovely live Meet the Contestants music, as well as all the music you'll hear on the show today. So that's Who Is. Now let's find out Who Was Jane Austen with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Jane Austen was born in Steventon, England in 1775. Jane wrote six best-selling novels. Her work has been adapted to dozens of movies and TV shows. She was the first female writer to appear on British Money. Four Fastbacks. Jane Austen's books were based on the types of situations she encountered in her middle-class British life. And I'm wondering for our contestants, if you had to write a book loosely based on your life, what would the title be? Hmm. I I wish everybody could see the pondering poses. Those are some good thinking faces. Those are good, solid thinking faces. I guess for, like, for me, the title of my book would be uh, (laughs) B-Movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. And I think probably the the title of the book about my life would be called Please Stop Talking. Because I get that a lot from people. People tell me that a lot. that's what people always say to you. People are just always saying it to me. Uh, so, Kylie, what do, what do you think? What, do, what would be the title of the book based on your life? Um, probably, like, The Everyday Adventures of Kylie. Ooh, Ooh, nice. I think that would make a really good TV show as well. Yeah, I love that phrase, Everyday Adventures. Uh, Charlie, what about you? What would be the title of your book? I don't know. I, it's kind of hard because all the good ones are kind of taken. Yeah, all the good titles are taken. Great Expectations, <laughs> Moby Dick, The Bible. Uh-huh. But I bet we can come up with something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd name it something around, like, woods that I love to explore. Or maybe like Charlie's Woodsy Adventures or Charlie's Woods. Ooh. Oh, that's good. I like that. It's almost like um, Walden Pond, Charlie's Woods. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll never forget that summer at Charlie's Woods, and then it's a flashback to those magical days. Those those are great titles. I love it. Thank you both. I would definitely read both of those books, and I expect to. Please start writing them soon. And now <laughs> it's time to move on to our first game. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hashtag history. Hey. Thank you, Eric. In this game, we will read to a hashtag Jane would have used during her life if there was social media at the time, and you will tell us what it's about. Charlie, you're up first. Okay. All the money in the world couldn't buy my love. Hashtag all the single ladies. Was Jane referring to the fact that she, A, made each of her protagonists perform a solo dance at the climax of her story, or B, that she never got married, or C, that she only ever drank single servings of tea. B, she never got married. That's right, the answer is B. Jane Austen was proposed to, but chose to remain single because she believed in marrying for love and not for money, and certainly not for likes on Instagram. (laughs) But that's largely because social media hadn't been invented yet. If they had at the time, who knows? Maybe she would've gotten married for likes on Instagram. Okay, the next question is for Kylie. I guess learning isn't the only thing that's contagious here. Hashtag going viral. Was Jane talking about A, coming down with typhoid fever when she was in school, B, being very good at science, or C, one of her most beloved characters is named Lady Violet Rawl, whose nickname is Viral? Uh, A, I think. That's right. The answer is A. Jane and her sister Cassandra caught typhoid fever and had to leave the school they were attending. Jane didn't like the schools. This might not have been the worst thing. But disclaimer, for everyone listening at home, we do not recommend catching typhoid as a way to get out of school. There are easier ways to get out of school. Like, Mm -hmm. do really good at it, and then you graduate and you don't have to go to school anymore. Back to you, Charlie, for the next question. My latest book, Northanger Abbey, may look a little familiar. Hashtag throwback Thursday. Skeptical emoji, winky face emoji. Was Jane talking about A, the novel being historical science fiction that took place centuries before it was written, B, the book is all about Jane's childhood, or C, while it was the first book she sold, it was one of the last to be published? Um, is the answer C? That's right, the answer is C. The man who bought her first book refused to publish it, and it wasn't until she made enough money from her other novels that she could afford to buy it back. And the final question is for you, Kylie. On my 19th birthday, Daddy brought me something to help me. Hashtag rise and grind. Hashtag blessed. Did Jane receive A, paper and ink, B, a small desk, C, both of those things, or D, neither? He thought she was a terrible writer and should go and become a nun. A, she received paper and ink. I think we can give you half credit for that. The answer is C, both of those things. Uh, Jane's father thought she was talented enough to be able to make a living as a writer, a profession very few women were able to perform at that time. But whether you're a writer or a nun, success really comes down to maintaining good habits. Get it? Habits. Habits. Get it? Charlie does not get it. It's okay if you don't. It's okay if you don't. And that's the end of Hashtag History. (laughs) Hashtag History. Hashtag History. That was a great round. I wish you had laughed at my joke, but it's okay. It's like I said, the title of my book is Stop Talking, Please. And thank you for playing the game with us. Now let's go to producer Jane's very small desk for the scores. Well, it's very tight. Charlie has two points. Kylie right behind with one and one half. Thank you, Jane. 
close game. Those scores are very close, but it's still anyone's game. And we'll get right back to it after this short break. Eric, could you please play us some music that could go with a polite comedy of manners, if you would? It's a farce. (laughs) I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today we're learning all about who was Jane Austen and who was Lucille Ball. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. Our current scores stand at Charlie the Skier with two points and Kylie the Volleyballer with one and a half points. We're engaging in a real battle of wits about two witty ladies. So let's get to it by finding out more about Lucille Ball with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Lucille Ball was born in 1911 in Jamestown, New York, and died in 1989. Her TV show, I Love Lucy, was the highest-rated show in the country. She was the first woman to run a major production company. Lucy's career in TV and movies spanned more than 55 years. Four Fastbacks. So let's move on to our next game and learn even more about Lucille Ball. This is a game we call True or False. True or false? Is it true or is it false? Is it false or is it true? Is it true that it was false? Or is it false that it was true? True. True True or false? For this game, B will read a statement. You will then let us know if that statement is true or false. And since this is our second round, each question is worth two points. Kylie, you're up first. All right. True or false? Lucille Ball was a star as soon as she decided she wanted to be an actress. False. 
That's right, that is false. When she started, her teachers told her she didn't have any talent. They said she would never be an actress, <sighs> but instead she ended up being one of the most popular performers of all time. So take that, teachers. Yeah. This next question is for you, Charlie. All right, Charlie. Lucille became known for her physical comedy, which she learned in part from silent film star Buster Keaton. Is that true or false? True. That is true. Buster Keaton and Lucy became big friends at MGM Studios in the 1940s. Buster was past his big starring days, but showed the up-and-coming Lucille how to use props to create short, funny skits, a skill she would perfect on the I Love Lucy show. The two even appeared on screen together in 1965 in a tribute to another physical comedian, Stan Laurel of Laurel and Hardy fame. Back to you, Kylie. All right, Kylie, this question is for you. When Lucy became pregnant with her second child, studio executives were excited to include it in the storyline of I Love Lucy. Is that true or false? True? No, I'm sorry, the answer is false. Lucy had to convince the studio executives to allow her character to be pregnant. And over a total of seven episodes, it was the first pregnancy in real time to be shown on television. Even after CBS agreed, they wouldn't let the characters say Lucy was the word pregnant, and they made them say expecting instead. This last question is for you, Charlie. All right. In 1984, the Museum of Broadcasting honored Lucy as the princess of comedy. Is this true or false? Is it true? I'm sorry, it was false. She was honored as the queen of television. At a ceremony for her, then-President Ronald Reagan reminded the crowd that more people tuned in to watch the episode of her show where her son Little Ricky was born than watched the inauguration of President Dwight Eisenhower. Take that, CBS executives. And that's the end of the round. True, 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 true or false. That was a suspenseful game, and we'll be expecting some scores from Jane right after this short break. Eric, can you please play us some early television music? No speaking. Hey, who wasers? Want to make a shout out to your own favorite person in history, famous or unfamous? Do you think your sourdough recipe is better than ours? Would you like to tell us your craziest dream? What I'm trying to say is we want to hear from you. So send us an email or voice memo at the who was podcast at gmail.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today, we're learning all about who was Jane Austen and who was Lucille Ball with our fantastically entertaining contestants. And now, here's your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. And now, let's go to producer Jane for the current scores. Oh, it's so close. Kylie has three and a half points, while Charlie has around four. Not around four. Around number four. It's a whole number. Four. Thank you for specifying, Jane. We really appreciate it. Uh, Jane, I had a question. Are you and Jane Austen related? You're both named Jane. Yes. Yes, oh, we are. Oh, wow. You heard it here first, yep. folks. Uh, a descendant of the original. Yep. And wait, do you hear that laughter? It sounds like we have two guests visiting us in the studio. Please welcome Jane Austen and Lucille Ball. Hello. Hello. And let's not forget to take a moment to shout out the app that brought you here, the Who Was app. Who Was App? Wait, do you two already know each other? We do run in the same circles, yes. <laughs> Running in circles seems like an exhausting waste of time. Oh, see, isn't she utterly riotous? This studio reminds me of my time recording my radio show. I assume this is one of the most popular programs in the country. We don't have to get into the numbers. Thank you most kindly for letting me join you today. Of course, you're one of the greatest writers in British literature. Ah, but I almost wasn't. The man who promised to publish my first book never did anything with it, and it took years before I actually became a published author. That guy didn't know what he had. Your publisher sounds like the studio executives I had to deal with all the time. I had to work to convince them to let me make my show. Did they make you pay for everything up front like they did for two of my novels? No, that would have been a little harder with TV. But they did say they didn't want my husband, Desi, to play my husband on TV because of his accent. So we did skits around the country to convince them. And it worked. Ooh, skits. I love skits. My family would put on little plays to entertain ourselves. That was some of my first writing. I was inspired by the silly ways people would act when they were trying to be proper. It's like Buster Keaton always says, being silly is the best. Say, you and I should write a skit together sometime? Oh, charming. <laughs> we'll set it at a party. And we didn't get invited, so we got to dress up in maid disguises to get in. Oh, and then something unexpected happens near the refreshment. The kitchen keeps sending out food, and we're running out of table space, so we got to keep eating everything to make room. Or perhaps someone misplaces a glove. And I trip and fall on it, spill all the food off the table, and then we got to clean it up because they think we're maids. <laughs> I love it. We'll call it Ball Hall. Oh, no notes. Let's go write it up. Goodbye. Bye. 
Thank you, Lucille and Jane. Jane Austen brought up the funny situations that happen when people try and fail to be very fancy. Is there a time when something silly happened at a time you were supposed to be serious? Hmm, Charlie, has that ever happened to you that you've needed to be serious but instead something silly happened? Uh, it's happened to me, I'm pretty sure, quite a few times over the years, especially during a test. Sometimes I just bust out laughing when we're supposed to be quiet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that used to happen to me a lot when I was young, and my teachers would be like, hey, you have to go see the principal. And I would say, but this is laughter, the most joyous sound in the world. And they would say, we're trying to- <laughs> they, we're, Please stop talking. Yeah, please stop talking. <laughs> They'd say, stop talking, please. Yeah, and send me the principal. Uh, what about you, Kylie? Has that ever happened to you that you were supposed to be serious, but instead you couldn't help doing something silly? Uh, yeah, it happens all the time in math class. <laughs> what is it about school that makes people want to be silly? Interesting. Well, what yeah. is it specifically about math class where it's supposed to be very serious, mm -hmm. but it just makes you want to laugh? Yeah, so it's like my math class is super small, and I've known the people mm. in there for like a bunch of years, so when I'm trying to be serious or they're trying to be serious, like we just burst out in laughter or something like that. And how does your teacher handle it? Is your teacher like, okay, that's pretty funny, or is your teacher like, stop laughing, these are numbers, let's show them respect? It depends. Like, if we're actually trying to learn something, uh, then she'll be like, stop, and that stuff. But if, like, we're just, like, goofing around and stuff, then, like, she'll be fine with it. I was gonna say, I was like, I like this. This, yeah. you know, sounds like a teacher who, like, knows that they've got to get some stuff done, but also allows for some silliness. Yeah, I like a teacher that allows some goofiness in math class. That sounds great. Well, thank you both for sharing your real-life, everyday adventures of being silly at serious times. Now, it's time for another serious thing that will also get kind of silly. It's our last game, and it's called Converge of Greatness. In this multiple choice game, we'll explore how Jane Austen and Lucille Ball connect, overlap, or converge. Choose the best answer for each question. And because we're dealing with three times the history in this one, because it's Lucille Ball and Jane Austen and Lucille Ball and Jane Austen together, each question will be worth <laughs> three points. It's really because it's the third round, three points. Okay, the first question goes to Charlie. B, take it away. All right, Charlie. Both Lucille Ball and Jane Austen excelled in fields that were historically and overwhelmingly male during their lives. There were so few women who were writers when Jane Austen published her first book, they listed the author as A, some person, B, this guy, or C, a lady. C, a lady. That's right, the answer is C, a lady. Not even this lady or that lady. It wasn't until the release of her later books that she was credited by name as the author. You just know at the time some random English woman was walking around telling people, hey, you see that book? I'm a lady. Me, a lady. And it wasn't really Jane Austen. It was somebody else just taking credit. All right, makes me so mad. The next question is for you, Kylie. All right, Kylie. It took Lucille and Jane a long time to achieve the success they're known for. How long did it take for Lucille Ball to earn her first movie role after she started acting? Was it A, six months, B, seven years, or C, 35 years? I wanna say B. You're exactly right. The answer is B, seven years. And even after her first film role, it was another 18 years before she was starring in her own television show. Lucy played small roles in a lot of films and appears on screen next to legends like Fred Astaire, Katherine Hepburn, and Red Skelton. Now it's back to you, Charlie, for the next question. 
All right, Charlie. Both Jane and Lucille moved away from their hometowns. Lucille moved to New York to pursue acting, while Jane moved to Bath because A, it had lovely tubs and everything smelt nice. B, she won a contest for a free house there. Or C, because her parents decided to move there, and as a single woman, she was not allowed to live alone. C. That's right, the answer is C. Because young women relied on their families for money and a place to live, she had no choice but to move with her parents to a city she did not like. That's right, kids, just like you, Jane Austen did not like baths. And the final question of the game is for you, Kylie. All right, Kylie. Despite working in entertainment, Jane and Lucille both interacted with the government. The Prince of Wales asked Jane to dedicate her book, Emma, to him. And in 1953, Lucille Ball was called to testify in front of what organization after being accused of being a communist? Was it A, the House Un-American Activities Committee, B, the Communist Party, or C, the, actually, I don't love Lucy, I just like her a lot, club? I'm sorry, the answer is A, the House Un-American Activities Committee. It was a group concerned that communists were sneaking their ideas into entertainment and influencing audiences. Lucille met privately with the group and was cleared of any wrongdoing. The only thing she was influencing people to do was laugh. And that marks the end of Converge of Greatness. Those are some tough questions, but that means it's almost the end of the show. While we wait for producer Jane to tally the points, I'd love to hear some more from our contestants. Uh, Charlie, Kylie, what's something that you were surprised to learn about Jane Austen and Lucille Ball? Kylie, let's start with you. Is there anything that really stuck out at you or you read it and you were like, what about either of our two historic figures? Um, probably that Jane Austen, that she didn't put her actual name in the books, because if I were Jane Austen, then I would happily put my name in the books to get famous. But she didn't. <laughs> so that really surprised It was me. a different time back then, right? Back then, people didn't necessarily want to be famous, whereas now, I feel like everybody wants to be famous all yeah. the time. Charlie, was there anything that surprised you or stuck out at you about Lucille Ball or Jane Austen? Um, I was surprised at, um, how Lucille Ball was actually, um, a blonde and her hair was dyed Because you think of her as having this bright red hair, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was never, she never pretended that she was, like, a natural redhead. I always thought that was interesting. She was always like, it's from a bottle. Like, she was never shy about it. Yeah, but it does make me wonder how many people have their real hair color and how many are just lying to us through the medium of hair color. You know what? I'm okay with it. I say lie away. I don't know. I think I'm going to start a house hair color activities committee. On un-American, on, yeah, on, exactly. Unnatural hair colors. Well, I'll, I'll work on it. I'm, we'll see what the name should be. Well, thank you both uh, for those very interesting answers. We really appreciate it. And now it's time for the big moment. Jane, could you please tell us our winner? I sure can. It was an incredibly close competition, but Charlie wins with 10 points. A hard-fought game. Congratulations, Charlie. Kylie, you did a great job. Those were some tough questions, and everyone tried their best, and that's the best thing. Uh, Charlie, you have 10 seconds for shout-outs. Go aboard. Who do you want to thank? I'd like to thank my whole family, and especially my dad, because he's the one who got me on the show. 
That's great. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you to him. Our winner and their library of choice will be receiving a selection of Who Was books. And I'm going to give my own shout out to intern Zach, to Jane, Eric, Kanice, and B, And a big thank you to both of our contestants who played a fantastic game. They should both be very proud of how they did. Thanks to you at home for listening. Next week, join us again as we find out who was two other fascinating folks from history. Until then, this is Elliot, smallest screen star, Kalen, saying we're history. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. This show was hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. It was also starring Jane Baker as producer Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, Megan O'Neill as Jane Austen, and Kenise Mobley as Lucille Ball. Executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita. Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. Written by Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Kenise Mobley, and Jane Baker. Produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Talent producer is Jane Baker. Theme song and music composed and performed by Eric Shackney. Edited and mixed by Bree Matan and Kate Moldenhauer. Recorded by Joanna Samuels. Special thanks to Zach Timson, Charlotte Deanda, and Michael Lewis Howard. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's the Podcast. Because it's time to play the Who Was Podcast. Who was?